You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, it's Letitia. Um, you know what? I was I was having a, a little bit of a hard time just like getting prepared to speak because I'm in here laughing with the producer of the show. I'm laughing so hard I can I can hardly just like gather myself. But you know, the Bible says that laughter is good like medicine. So I guess today this is just the medicine that I need because I'm just like laughing my ass off in here. Just just some of the crazy stories that um I share with him, not all, I don't share with all of y'all, but just some of the, the the things that happen. I'm just like, you know, it's it's just some real strange birds here in the world. But there's that. All that laughing got me a little bit, a little bit <clears throat> raspy. Sorry about that, guys. So let's see what we're talking about today. So I was thinking about this, but this probably just came from a conversation actually that I was having with one of my clients. It was just actually one of our coaching sessions. And the coaching session was around boundaries, but it was more so about saying no and being okay with saying no and not taking on the responsibility of other people's feelings when you say no, because you have every right to say no to requests that are made of you that just that you just don't want to do, that you can't do for whatever reason. Like you have every right to say no. And I know that she's not the only one a lot of people struggle with actually saying no. Furthermore, a lot of people struggle with saying exactly what it is that they mean. And it got me to thinking about just like, how can we just improve relationships? And these are just like some of the most simplistic ways that you can improve relationships. So let me tell y'all this, this whole thing about saying no. So when I had my Reiki healing session, y'all know it's no secret I had some shit in my chakras, but one of the thing, and here I go with my throat, right? <clears throat> One of the things she was saying was that I see some blockages in your throat chakra. So she was like, now I talk a lot. So I was like, what? She said, stop pacifying people. Say what you mean. And I said, okay. So I've been very intentional about saying what I mean. And in saying what I mean, a lot of times that means that means saying less. You know, we always say, just say less. But a lot of times saying what you mean actually involves you saying less. What do I mean by that? So every day I get a myriad of requests on LinkedIn. Dr. Letitia, can you hop on my calendar? Can I send you my ebook? Can I send you this? I just should just ignore people, right? But if they start getting on my damn nerves. So, um, Three words I've been saying to everybody. Thanks, but no. Thanks, but no. Thanks, but no. I don't owe an explanation. I don't, I don't have to give you a long, drawn-out thing like, I really appreciate the offer, but right, no. Thanks, but no. And that is the end of it, right? Because you shouldn't be reaching out to me again if I'm telling you no. Now, do I have to worry about hurting their feelings? No. Are their feelings my responsibility? No. Can I say exactly what I mean? Yes. And can I not add more words than necessary? That's exactly what I've been doing. Thanks, but no. 
So any request that's coming my way that I don't want to do, that I, I'm not willing to do, that I can't do, I can say thanks, but no. And I don't owe an explanation beyond that. Now, where somebody might get a little bit more of an explanation is if the relationship is one that's more intimate or one that's closer. But a lot of times in the book, The Four Agreements, Don, what's his name? Don Miguel Ruiz? I might be messing up his name, but he speaks about integrity, but he speaks about saying exactly what you mean. How would our relationships change if we said exactly what we meant? If people didn't have to like uh, damn near decode what it is that we're saying, if we can say exactly what it is that we mean without all of the extras. So here's something that a lot of people do. My daughter does this a lot, right? All my daughter's communication with me is probably LOL. Regardless of whether it's funny or not, she she probably puts LOL in things, right? But I know her well enough to know when she's serious about something, when she's joking, I know her well enough, but that's just by the basis of that relationship. But how many times are you LOL in something or, you know, he he or kikiing and you mean exactly what the hell you're saying, but because you're not saying exactly what you mean or you're putting all these buffers around there to kind of soften what you're saying, people don't get the fullness of what it is that you mean. And then you get pissed off because you feel like people, you're, you're misunderstood or people aren't responding to you because your communication hasn't been clear. Thanks, but no. What part of that is left to misunderstanding? Thanks, but no. I could just say, no, hell, thanks, but is giving you more than you actually deserve. Thanks, but no. What would happen if you said exactly what you meant to people? Now, listen, this does not mean that your come from place in your heart is one of malice. It means that your come from place in your heart is one of clarity. Your come from place in your heart is one of self-awareness. And it's also one that you're thinking about what it is that you need instead of pandering to what everybody else needs and what everybody is going to think if you just say whatever it is that you actually mean. Like this, this is a huge deal. So I would much rather be misunderstood or disliked than for people to not know where I'm coming from. I really, one of the greatest compliments that I ever received from a guy that I used to work with, he was just like, you're going to always know where she's coming from. My throat chakra, chakra must not have been blocked back then, but I like that. You know where I'm coming from. You know where I stand on an issue. You don't have to guess. You might not like it, but you will know what it is. How much better would our relationships be if we could just say what the hell we mean? Here's the other thing. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like this. This doesn't meet my expectations, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you why that's important. I talk about this on another podcast, but this is where boundaries come in. It could be a behavior somebody is is exhibiting towards you. It could be something somebody is doing. It could be you at a restaurant. It could be a service you're paying for. I don't like that. Like, say what you mean. And so boundaries, communication is a huge way to assert boundaries because boundaries are saying, this is okay, this is not okay. Another thing that I've been practicing this week, I don't like this. I don't like that. And let me tell you, I said this before, but one of the reasons why we don't do it is because there's that fear 
of what is going to happen on the other side. What is the other person going to think? How are they going to react? They might walk away from the relationship. Well, if they're going to walk away from the relationship because you express something that you don't like, or you express, or you look to assert a boundary, then guess what? They probably just weren't that invested in it. And it's probably better that you know that now, rather than you repressing, suppressing your feelings about something, and then you just explode over time, right? Been there, done that, okay? So my whole point is, say what you mean. I can remember my guy, guy, when I was raising my daughter, I would tell my daughter, she would ask me something, and I would say, no. And then she would be like, she might say, Ma, can I go do this with this friend? And I would say, no. And then she would come back and be like, but her mom is going to be there and blah, blah, blah. And she would just make her whole case. And I was just saying to myself, like, this girl act like I didn't just say no. She, she just, like, didn't hear no. But I remember God telling me way before this was a trending thing, say less. He told me, the brilliance of your daughter's mind is such that when you start to explain and you start to engage her in conversation, her mind is going to uncover any loophole, any any discrepancy in anything that you're going to say, and she's going to use that to her advantage because that is the mind that I've given her. She can do it right now today. She can find the loophole in anything and make it work for her. That's just the brilliance of the mind that she has. So I said, okay. So then I would start saying, she would ask me something and I would say, no. And then she would come back with the explanation and I would just look at her and I said, I answered you when you asked me the question the first time. And then she was, it was almost looking like, wait a minute, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do what we did. Like we we would normally have this banter back and forth, right? But my guy God gave me some wisdom and some insight on how to communicate and how to deal with her and how to deal with her mind. And so sometimes we find ourselves bantering back and forth in exchanges, and we're going nowhere fast because we're talking too much and, and, and it gets muddy, muddy, muddle, whatever the word is. And it, what you're trying to communicate gets watered down. And so you walk away no further along than when you just started the conversation. Why can't we just say what we mean and let the chips fall where they may? I dare you to try that. I invite you to try that. Start saying what it is that you mean. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to be a bitch about it. It doesn't mean that you have to be rude. But what I am saying is being firm and this is not okay. No, I don't like this. I don't want that. You know, like, why can't we do that? And how much better and how much healthier would our relationships be if we did that, right? I, one of the most difficult spaces for me to be in is when people, for whatever reason, are not expressing to me whatever it is that they need to express, but I can feel it in what's being unsaid. Like, I am a whole grown woman, and while I'm very discerning, I don't have time to sit and read your damn mind about and, and, and I should be able to know what it is that you're thinking and you haven't expressed it, right? That's, that's, just, that's just too much responsibility for people. People, alleviate that from people in your relationships. You Women, we do this a lot. We can tell a man, he can say, what's wrong? Nothing. You good? I'm fine. You're not fine. And then when he goes on with life as men do, 
because you haven't adequately communicated whatever your 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 feelings were. You're pissed off because you're like, he should know that I'm not fine. You communicated that you were fine, right? And so you want somebody to be a mind reader and to read your mind and you're a whole grown ass person instead of saying, hey, when you did X, Y, or Z, I did not like this. That felt unloving or it felt whatever it is that you need to communicate and, and then just be able to get it off your chest and, and hopefully come to a resolve. But I, I, I understand the reason why we don't do it is because a lot of times we just haven't been taught like ways to healthily and effectively communicate. But just because you haven't been taught it doesn't mean like you can't learn it if you want to show up better in your relationships. Again, it's not just romantic relationships. It could be you and your staff. It could be you and your parents. It could be you and your children. Say what you mean. One of the things, the dynamic between me and my daughter, my daughter, if 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 something is bothering her, she will say it. I, re- I remember having a conversation with her last year. Um, and I'm I was I was actually saying something in a very joking way, right? And I got off the phone with her. It wasn't five, and then maybe she texted me, and then she said, It's it felt to me like you were more focused on the accomplishment. No, you, you were more focused on this and not on the actual accomplishment. And I felt blah, 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 blah by that. And I said, oh, I said, did, did you want to, did you, did, did you just want to express that or did you want to talk through it? And she said both. I said, okay, well, let's talk about it, right? And so we got right back on the phone and I had to let her know, hey, I was actually joking a lot about this. I definitely want the best for you. I'm super proud of what you've accomplished. This was not my come from place. And so I'm but I'm glad you brought that to me because guess what? If she hadn't brought it to me, then she might have been upset by something that wasn't my intention. And so even my intention, even though my intention was one thing, as she even tells me, the impact of that was something different. But because she was mature enough because there was safety enough in the relationship to bring it back to me, we were able to hash it out, right? And the other thing about that is, in communicating with people, assuming positive intent. Everybody is not out to get you. Assuming positive intent. Now, you know, we we have childhood wounds and we have things that get triggered. And I know when I get triggered, I'm not assuming positive intent because I'm not even in the right frame of mind. I'm in a triggered, wounded fighting frame of mind. But outside of that, assuming positive intent about the people that you're in relationship with. And if you can't assume positive intent, if you can't assume that they didn't have an intention to harm you in some way, why are you even in relationship with them? I understand that some 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 relationships, you know, we we can't necessarily avoid, but sometimes we have people in our whole inner inner life that we don't trust. We don't trust their motives. We don't trust their intentions. And so if you can't assume positive intent um, with people, then I, I just I just don't understand. I, I really just don't understand. But assuming positive intent is extending grace to people and, and, and extending grace in the sense that they didn't mean you harm. They wouldn't intentionally hurt you. They wouldn't intentionally do something to betray you or to belittle you. And so perhaps, you know, by assuming positive intent, Asking the question and having the conversation, as my daughter did, allows you to get real clear before you just make an assumption. Again, this takes practice. I'm 48. 
this this has taken me a whole, whole, whole long time to learn. But what I do find is that when I raise a conversation or ask somebody, hey, what did you mean by that? This, this felt this way. Oh no, I didn't mean that's that's not what I meant at all. And I see how you could have you could have taken that that way, but this is what I meant. Okay, great, right? But when we don't do that and we rush, we make snap judgments and form conclusions, a lot of times we are just like crucifying people and their intention couldn't have been anything further than what it is that we thought, but it's based on our own wounds. It's based on our own stories, on our own autopilot programming that's playing, and it's based on the meaning that we give to things that has very, very little to do with actual, what people meant. Now, there are some assholes in the world and people who do mean exactly what you think they mean. So you need the discernment to know the difference. But what I am saying is if everybody is always out to get you, right? If you you feel like you're always on the brunt, at the brunt of somebody else, like what somebody else is doing, you might want to reconsider and just take a look at how you are showing up in that. Because everybody is not out to get you. You know how they say you, you, you find what you're looking for? If you're always looking for somebody who's who's looking to get over on you, who who meant something other than what they said, you're going to find that. But if you assume positive intent, then a lot of times that is exactly what it is that you'll find. So all of this, though, is just like, how can we make our relationships better? Like now, here's the other thing. This, this one is going to be a bit of a challenge, right? Because it means taking complete 100% responsibility. And that is not making excuses. Not making excuses when you are the person who has offended or done something that, you know, has just caused the relationship to go in a direction or or cause perception or impact or something that may have been other than what you intended. Instead of making an excuse about it, how can you make amends? Because if I'm hurt or if I'm wounded, I don't give a damn about why you did it. Can you fix it, right? And so one of the things, listen, I I hurt people a lot, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm the villain in a lot of stories. A lot less now that I'm a lot more mindful and a lot more self-aware. But if I hurt somebody or when I hurt somebody, regardless of why I did it, regardless of even if I feel justified about doing it, if it's brought to my attention or if I know that I did it, I'm not going to give myself an excuse to be like, well... My, my mama used to talk to me like that, so that's where I get that from. I, I come from a long line of, of, of people, and this this is just how I see things. This is just who I am. No, no, and no. Not if you want to show up and not if you want to have relationships that are healthy and not if you want that same grace extended to you. Somebody brings something to my attention. I hurt them. I offended them. Guess what? I, I will own that and say, hey, this was not my intention. My intention was this. I am sorry if I made you to feel X, Y, or Z. It doesn't mean that I'm taking responsibility for that person's feelings, but I am taking responsibility for the part that I played in it. Does that, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, so not giving yourself excuses. When people call you on your shit, own it. And sometimes your ego and pride will have you just like justifying something that you did. And it, but in your heart and soul, you just know that it was wrong. Like, I'm the kind of person that my own soul will, my spirit will nag at me for something like, this is not right. Go make this right. Apologize. 
say you're sorry, explain, you know, do this. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about the what I was speaking about early or earlier about thanks, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like within established relationships, within relationships with people that I love, with people that I know, with people that mean the world to me. I don't want them to be hurting and I want I don't want them to be misunderstanding and intention when maybe having a conversation can just change it, right? Um, so yeah, just like not giving yourself excuses when somebody brings something to your attention that, you know what, this, this, this actually could, could have been the case. So that's for me too, that's, that's just like a work in progress because you're never going to make everybody happy and that's not the goal. But the goal is how can we show up better and better and better and better in our relationships, right? Because I, I don't care how self-sufficient you are. I don't care how good you are alone. We all need people and we all need relationships. And to act as if we don't need relationships is just really, I think, to cut ourselves off from possibility, from love, from opportunity, from growth, from expansion. And there's no other way for you to grow for the most part than in relationship. With all of the work that you do on yourself, right? Let me tell y'all something. When I was celibate and isolated and living my best, holy, damn near first lady life, I was just like having breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Because guess what? It wasn't tested on nobody in the real world. So then when I started dating again and I started getting into relationships, all of them breakthroughs, guess what? I saw the truth, right? I saw the truth about, okay, here are people mirroring me and I see where I still have work to do. So relationships can be your best mirrors. The question is, when you look in the mirror of the people that are reflecting back to you who you are, do you like what you see? And if you don't like what you see, then how can you show up differently and how can you do something to change it? For the most part, the vast majority of my relationships, what they reflect back to me is something that I am actually proud of, something that I can say, I can see the growth in me because I can see the growth in how I'm able to sustain and maintain these kinds of relationships. They feel good. They feel healthy. They feel, um, what's the word I want to say? They, they just feel reciprocal. They just feel really, really good. However, there are a couple that when that mirror comes back to me, I'd be ready to throw the damn mirror, throw a shoe at the mirror. My shoe would break it. Throw a shoe because I don't like what it is that I see. And so instead of getting angry at the person who happens to be, so to speak, holding the mirror back up to me, it takes courage to look in the mirror and say, okay, Letitia, what in you? What in you is being invited to shift right here? What in you is being invited to grow, to evolve, to expand, you know, to show up in a way so that your relationship with this person, with these persons can be more harmonious? Or, or conversely, is this just a relationship that is no longer a relationship for you? People always say relationships that no longer serve you, right? But it's not just serving you. It might not, it also might not be serving the other person. Sometimes we get this thing twisted and we're looking at it just from one side. And so is it time? Has this relationship 
run its course. So is this is an invitation to grow, to expand, to change so that the relationship can, so the relationship can be strengthened? Or if if you're really honest, has the relationship run its course? In more cases than not, my relationships had run their course and I didn't recognize it because I, I had this guilt about the the way that I grew. I would grow and I would outgrow and I would be like, damn, I feel like I outgrew this relationship again or this place or this thing or this job or whatever. And so I started to feel like a lot of guilt and shame around that, like I outgrew this relationship. But now it's just something that I've come to accept about myself, that I am a person who constantly grows, evolves and changes. And a lot of times I grow And then I outgrow not just relationships, but places, but things, ways of doing and ways of being. However, that mirror is always coming right to my face. And it only requires that I look in the mirror and be truthful about it. And a lot of times we're going to hang something over the mirror. We're going to turn the mirror on the other side because the thing that we don't want to see is the truth about us. It would be much easier to look at and see the truth about everybody else instead of looking at the person who is in the mirror. And so all of your relationships are simply mirrors for you. If you can look in the mirror, you can make the greatest changes in the world. And so now I'm a lot more mindful of relationships when they've just run their course and I can leave the relationship without abandoning, right? But that took growth and it took maturity. I just used to be out like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. This don't serve me no more. I'm moving on to the next thing. That was immaturity And it was also just a lack of tools, a lack of effective communication. And so I did what I knew to do until I knew better. So again, I always just invite you guys to think of things from a different perspective. My way may not be your way, but what are your relationships telling you about you? Like whatever emotions you feel in your relationships, emotions are indicators. Some relationships... They energize me like I'm just plugged into God himself, right? In some relationships, I just feel like, oh my God, they are depleting and they are draining. And so I know just like what's for me and what's not for me. And so how can you show up in a greater way in your relationships? Saying no, saying what you mean, saying this doesn't work. I don't like this. Owning your shit, not making excuses about it, assuming positive intent. And then when that mirror is looking at you, I mean, showing you your reflection, being courageous enough to look at it. And if you don't like what you see, making the changes, because once you make the changes within, they will then spread out to the rest of your relationships. And eventually that mirror will reflect back something to you that you're absolutely proud of. But that always starts with you. I love each and every one of you, as I always tell you, if nobody else has told you that today. And thank you for sharing space. Have a beautiful rest of your day.